0: Good afternoon, everyone, and a welcome Thursday to you here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, here with you, powered by Wright Media, covering all of Western Oklahoma sports for you out here in the Great Plains, nearing the Great Plains, and just a lot of dreary, dreary weather going on here as of late, and uh, really, kind of a perfect recipe for great basketball action because that's the great thing about basketball it's inside and as long as the roads aren't bad we can get to some games but there is so much going on in the world of sports in western Oklahoma and we're here to talk about it with you looking forward to a visit upcoming with Weatherford girls head coach for the basketball team Mr. Greg Pratt here in his first year in western Oklahoma he coming from Roland Uh, way up there close to Arkansas in eastern Oklahoma and then also for the boys at Weatherford High School class 4A number one ranked Eagle boys as uh, they had a game the other night in Chickasha coming off of a nine-day layoff and uh, just judging by the body language afterwards I don't think anybody in Eagle Red was uh, too pleased with the performance out there but they got a big win and uh, so we'll talk more about that upcoming but As I said, basketball right now is just really uh, dominating our sports out here. Plus, also, they'll have the Hub City Wrestling Tournament upcoming in Clinton, and that's going to be a big one. And be sure and tune in to Right Media Sports as we try to bring you all the coverage from the Hub City Tournament. And a lot of great teams will be performing in that. Big, big, big wrestling tournament there in Clinton. So, as I mentioned, we're going to talk basketball. And I tell you, coming off of the big tournament weekend last week, all of the games that got going on Monday or Tuesday, and some of them were kind of knocked out because of the weather on Sunday and Monday, but the games that we got in Tuesday and managed to veer through all the fog for were really uh, pretty exciting games in in a way You know, maybe some of the coaches didn't particularly please. But I got to say, and we'll talk to Coach Greg Pratt about this later, but the weather for Lady Eagles were a three-point lead over the Chicks in Chickasha at the half, and, man, they came out and uh, had a 21-2 to two run there in the third quarter and just really uh, tucked that game away in a big way. So it was a, a really big performance there by the Lady Eagles, and we'll talk more with Coach Pratt about that. And then the Weatherford boys went out, and it was interesting to watch Uh, because Nate Rarman did not start the game. He suffered an ankle injury back on Saturday, January 12th, against Altus, and so he had been resting it all that time, and then uh, Coach Bull decided not to start the senior, Nate Rarman, but uh, he did get in. He scored seven points, and I'm just going to say he really is a force in that offense and also on the defensive side, but he he just obviously does so much. It was a little bit visible, and it might have been what some of the body language was about. I don't think anybody was too happy uh, with the victory on that one uh, just by the way they played, and that's kind of the standard that they're coming up to now. Their own standard is uh, really getting out there and getting after it, but it was interesting to watch the body language after the game, and uh, we got out of Chickasha with a win, and nobody hurts, so that's a big thing right there. But the Eagles and Lady Eagles have Newcastle coming to the Eagles' nest tonight, tomorrow night, whatever time you hear this. It's going to be Friday night, the 26th. And uh, the Newcastle boys, I know, are ranked in the uh, top 20, and they've got some some pretty good wins and, and some tough losses. But their losses have come from teams that are pretty talented. And then also they had their uh, Sweet Pea Festival uh, tournament last week, the Ortho Sweet Pea Tournament. And uh, they fell to MacArthur in the semifinals of that after beating Noble. And this is the Newcastle boys. But they uh, also uh, got a win over Enid after they fell to MacArthur in the third-place game. And Douglas, Oklahoma City Douglas, won that tournament with a win over uh, Lawton MacArthur. So a lot of basketball being played there. And like I said, the uh, Racers come in with a record of 11-6. and six and uh, their losses are to uh Blanchard and Anna Darko both those teams uh in the top 10. So for Weatherford it's going to be a case of preparing for the playoffs and then also, you know, not overlooking any of these teams because if you look at the schedule coming up, the Newcastle game tomorrow tomorrow night, Kingfisher on the road, uh Tuttle, Bethany Blanchard and then a Clinton uh matchup before the end of the regular season. So uh, Blanchard, Bethany, and Tuttle will definitely be teams that they don't need to sleep on. And then also the Newcastle game tomorrow night will be one that they need to uh, to definitely get out and, and play well. And uh, this Weatherford Eagles team does respond. And and I, I think to me, I, I really hope it's nice to have the rest. It's nice to have the layoff. But I, I think this team just operates at such a powerful level that uh they want to be playing and, and probably need to be playing. They just uh they didn't seem to find quite their high level rhythm the other night, but they still uh came away with a big 69-26 win. And also some reserve players uh took advantage of their time. I know uh sophomore Dylan Epp had some big buckets also and uh so it was it was a good win. I just don't know that uh Weatherford held up to their high standard in the win over Chickasha, but it'll be interesting to see how they respond against newcastle on friday and as far as the girls go they like i mentioned they uh ended up with a big time uh second half and so much of that was led by marley teasley who had uh, 18 points in the second half and just a a huge night for her as they they really got after it in the after the break and that like i said they went to the halftime locker room leading by three and then came out and ended up beating Chickasha 59-36 in the final. So, really, uh, it's going to be interesting, and we'll see what Coach Greg Pratt has to say about some of his players and and how the season's folding out for them as uh, they've got a really tough road coming up. Uh, Not only this Newcastle team, which is is pretty solid, but also another trip to Kingfisher next week. And then after that, the first week of February, it's Tuttle, Bethany, and Blanchard. So they'll have to... uh, They'll have to really kind of step up their game to try to get something going and get a win over one of the top uh, 20 ranked teams in the state as they'll be facing at least three uh, going down the the pike towards the playoffs. So uh, other teams on the right Media Network, uh, it's going to be an interesting night uh, tomorrow night as it's homecoming in Thomas. And they welcome uh, Binger Oni. And Binger is uh, – is an interesting program because they've played some really tough teams uh throughout the the season, but they traveled to Thomas tomorrow night for their their homecoming and the uh Binger Boys are ranked number nineteenth in class A. They're eighteen and three, and this is a Thomas team coming off of a loss at Fairview uh the other night where they they just never were really in it. And uh, they've got some good young players. They've got some some kids that can really shoot the ball pretty well at times. And then sometimes they uh, might fall a little short. I've been impressed with Gunnar Bennett, the uh, freshman center forward, as he's really to me shown a nice work ethic and a good the way he operates around the bucket. I, I appreciate really well, and it's it's nice to see a kid who's got some size and also has some touch on his shot, so uh, they they can utilize him. As well, and and don't just have to be uh, firing off from outside as well. And then the girls, as they uh, prepare, they they could make a decent playoff run. It'll all depend on where uh, districts start out at, and that's actually going to be released uh, tomorrow. Uh, in the uh, OSSAA, will release the Class A and B playoff destinations for districts, and uh, we'll see where Thomas boys and girls land, but this binger oni team uh comes in they're 13 and 8 and uh they ended up finishing in the uh losing in the consolation bracket the consolation championship against boon apache on uh, the caddo county tournament last week so last week was an interesting tournament for small schools uh, small class schools because the west central tournament starts on a monday and wraps up on a saturday (laughs) and then so did the caddo county tournament so it's kind of delayed tournament action but unlike the uh, traditional just three days in a row tournament but i would imagine the coaches and the players don't mind having a little bit of uh, gap in between tournament games but uh and i gotta say uh my employer Wright media did such an outstanding job bringing you that west central tournament it just really was a uh, a great tournament to view and uh, we had every single game with actual play-by-play on it for the West Central Tournament, and uh, Mike Crow, Luke Clement, and Terry Wade did a great job bringing you all the action of that West Central Tournament. And I'm going to say, and I freely admitted this to Justin Jefferson, our uh, voice of Clinton basketball, because uh, going into it after I had called one of the games uh, or a couple of the games, Burn Flat, Dill City, and Sentinel, both boys and girls, Uh, I saw the Sentinel Bulldog team, and I thought, wow, that that team's really, really, really good. And and I was kind of uh, going out and kind of doubting Class B number one Calumet and saying that I felt like uh, Sentinel had enough talent and enough shooting and enough athleticism that they could probably give them a game and maybe even take that. And uh, I was way off on that. So that's <laughs> it's why I don't pour, forecast or predict games. That's uh, that's right there. But honestly, I, I'd seen Calumet play against Corn Bible Academy, and then I saw uh, Sentinel play against Burns Flatdale City. So I probably should have. Luckily, it was just on a text thread. I kept my opinion to uh, myself. But it was uh, definitely a big-time win uh, for the uh, Calumet Chieftains, and they are truly deserving of the uh, class B number one title and really probably a- as we look at it, I know that they have, uh, they've played, well, they haven't played Fort Cobb Broxton yet. And so Fort Cobb Broxton also a, uh, top five ranked team in class B. So, uh, that's going to be quite the, uh, that's going to be quite the experience there for them as, uh, as they'll be, they'll be really having some big time matchups plus Duke down in far Southwestern Oklahoma uh, is also uh, in the top. They're actually ranked second. So in the class B it's Calumet Duke and then Fort Cobb Broxton. And so uh, those are going to be some mighty, mighty big matchups when they come about and it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Also lady Bison number five in class B uh, the boys. So uh, just a lot of great uh, a and B basketball out here plus one game I need to mention going on on Friday as uh, the Hammond Warriors and Lady Warriors travel to Merritt. So that's going to be a big-time matchup in Merritt as the Lady Warriors uh, from Class B take on a highly-ranked Merritt Eulerette team, and that's going to be a lot of fun to uh, hear about. And uh, they're not on our network. We don't broadcast their games, but we definitely try to cover their scores and uh, keep up with things like that, but it'll be a lot of fun. And then, like I said, don't forget, tomorrow – Uh, the OSSAA Friday, January 26th releases the playoff uh, schedule and destination. So a lot of basketball action going on. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back here on the Western Oklahoma sports podcast, we'll visit with Weatherford Lady Eagles head basketball coach, Greg Pratt, and hear what he has to say about how his Lady Eagles have done so far this season, a nice record. Uh, by the Lady Eagles as they come into uh, this game against Newcastle at thirteen and four and uh, some good wins in there. But I know uh, Coach Pratt and his Lady Eagles looking to uh, kind of find one of those big signature wins uh, where they, you know, maybe upset or, or get a win over a top twenty ranked team. So, quick break. We'll come back and visit with Head Coach Greg Pratt. This is the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. The law dog back here with you here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, and a chance for us to visit with Weatherford girls head basketball coach Greg Pratt. Coach, thanks for joining us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And, uh, man, I I talk to you a lot, just don't, uh, don't, I try not to hound you season in in mid season uh, with too much, uh, too much stuff online or anything like that. But I thought, well, I'll probably be accused of, uh, not looking after my people if I don't get him on the podcast. So, uh, uh, I tell you what, Coach. As we jump into things, and and I know you guys are looking at the home stretch here. I just got to give you some some kudos, and and uh, I never doubted our girls, but I got to say they have exceeded expectations for what I had coming out of last season.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because it 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 goes back to the kids and their work ethic and practice every day. You know, one thing you got to do you got to show up every day. And then you got to be coachable and and you have to work hard. And the girls have, I mean, they've, they've bought into uh, the style that we play, which is, you know, it's a little bit different and it's, it's hard. It's hard mentally and physically, and they've bought into it.
0: They really have. And, uh, you know, going into, like I said, the down or the home stretch of your, of your season, you're 13 and four on the season and, you know. Out of some of the teams you've beaten, I've just—it's so interesting to watch as you guys are just constantly pressuring. And I kind of equate it to running the ball back in back in old school football. You may not get more than a yard or two in the first couple of carries, but as the game goes on and people get tired and and things like that, things start to really kind of pay off. And you guys have just had some amazing third quarters as of late.
1: Uh, it's funny because uh, Coach Hayworth. Uh, one of my assistants said something the other day. She's like, it's our third quarter, our best quarter. And I was like, well, I mean, just without looking at the stats, I would, would probably tend to agree because we've had some, we've had some competitive games going into half and then come out to third quarter and, when that buzzer goes off in third quarter the game's essentially decided
0: yeah it's it's been that way and uh, i i know in the perkins try-on game at the uh, at the kingfisher buckle of the wheatbelt tournament and then the other night at Chickasha, uh kind of kind of tight contest and then all of a sudden you guys just come out after halftime and and just really put it away
1: well and it's a cumulative effect or we we hope that it's a cumulative effect with the style that we play but also, too, when we went into half, there were some things that we needed to fix ourselves uh, that the, our opponents were taking advantage of. And credit to the girls, you know, I brought it to their attention. Here's what we need to do, and here's how we need to fix it. Uh, and they went out and executed that in the second half. They did it at Chickasha the, the other night, and then Chickasha only scored two points in the third quarter.
0: Yeah. And just, uh, that's the thing, the defense. And then once the the defense is there really all the time, it's just sometimes you guys really get going, uh, with the transition buckets and then also the, the, uh, points off turnovers, whatever it might be. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm really impressed with the way that uh, your your one senior and then two of your juniors who had pretty extensive playing time have really kind of taken the reins. We'll start with Brindley Glassy. She's your lone senior, and she's your, your forward and uh, center. And I think her game from the beginning back on December 1st to now has really accelerated.
1: Oh, I agree 100%. I told her uh, at the Kingfisher Tournament, uh, that she was starting to play her best basketball of the season. And during the conversation, it was and it was after a game, and she had played really well, but she had, was tending to get in foul trouble a lot. And I said, you know, you're playing your best basketball, but you don't do us any good when we're having to fit you all the time for your foul trouble. We, we need you on the floor right now. You're playing well. Your teammates are finding you uh, inside. You're posting up. And, you know, if we can get the inside game going uh, and, and start shooting the ball more consistent on the perimeter, then you know we may be a really really tough out come playoff time.
0: Definitely, and then on the perimeter, I gotta say, uh, last season, Braley Epp, she was ball handler, defense. You know, could drive to the bucket. Her uh, accuracy from outside has improved immensely.
1: Percentage wise, she leads the team in, in three point percentage. Uh, I've told Braley all year long. As soon as she came in the gym, and you know, we start practicing and, and watching her shoot. That I told her all along, she has a good shot. She. She has great form. She has good arts, and I told her that we needed her to shoot more threes. and uh, And she she has. She started doing it, and even when she misses, I tell her, "Look, <laughs> don't worry about it. We need you to keep shooting. You know, you're you're a good shooter. Continue to do it, and continue. We continue to work on it in practice. But you know, that's one part about her game that, as you alluded to, that she has. Uh, expanded and now people have to get out there and respect her and guard her.
0: Definitely, definitely. And then uh, what do you say about Marley Teasley? I mean, when she's on, she is just deadly and she does so much, you know, defensively and, and then, uh, you know, inside, mid-range, whatever it might be, and then her outside shot when it's going, she she can really help uh, your team put a team away.
1: Yeah, she has to kind of play everywhere for us, you know, against zone. She's kind of a an inside-out player. It's uh, some of our man-to-man stuff. She runs a four spot, which is kind of a post. Uh, so she, she kind of has to do it all. She has to handle the ball a little bit, shoot threes, has to drive. And, uh, you know, as the season's gone on, people have paid more attention to her. And so, you know, we've had to, to kind of change the way that we do some things to get her the ball and to get our other teammates involved as well. Kind of like you going back to Brinley. Uh, you know, she's been able to take advantage of people paying so much attention to Marley. And, and so now, adds more weapons to us, you know, it was kind of a blessing for us that people uh, really started kind of face guarding her for some of our other ones during, you know, the middle of the season uh, to have to take on a little bit bigger, bigger role. Yeah. And so now people just can't focus on Marley because she has, she's had some games where she's uh, really scored a lot of points. And like you said, when she gets rolling, she just kind of, I mean, she scores them in bunches.
0: Yeah, she does.
1: There's been been quarters where all of a sudden you'll look up and she's, Scored you know twelve fourteen points in one quarter, which that's a lot of points in a in a high school quarter.
0: <laughs> it really is, and you know, we'll, I, I kind of want to touch back on something with Marley here in just a second, but also don't want to neglect your other key players that really come in and, and contribute or two starters, Shyla Navar and, and Talon Payne. And I think the two of them have really come along in a long ways with really not lack of talent, but just kind of lack of experience. And then also off the bench, you can bring in Reese roof and she's, she's really contributed a lot as well.
1: Shyla, you know, Shiloh runs a point guard for us. And while Shyla's not going to be the type that's going to go out and score a lot of points, she gets us organized in our offense. Yeah. and you know with with the teams that we play that's not easy and she is a, a high energy defender as well she she is always usually on somebody that's pretty good even though we have to do a lot of switching uh you still manage to look up and you're like well Silas on their quickest player her braley one of the two are usually on them <laughs> yeah. and uh and so you know silo brings a lot of energy on on defense and sometimes in the box scores that stuff goes unnoticed but it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. For us and our team, no. Uh, you know, Talon. Uh, Talon's a, a shooter for us, and what kind of gets left out on her defensively? I think she leads the team in deflections. I and, would see that. You know, yeah. Probably people w- might not would believe that.
0: No, now that you mention but, it, it makes perfect sense. I, I I think I pick up on that a bit.
1: But she she's always getting def- deflections and and rotating to the right spot. Uh, again, that's kind of another box score. Thing that, that goes unnoticed but that's something that's in our stat sheet of, you know, who has the most deflections. And, yep. you know, that tells you she's being really active on defense and with her hands. And like I said rotating to the to the right spot. Uh, you know, she's kind of going back to the inexperience thing. You know, she hit a huge three-force against Elgin. Yes, she did. And, you know, I I had all the confidence and I wanted her to shoot it. I mean, the whole possession they were right there on Marley and I was trying to get Marley to kind of go set a screen and she kind of gave a little brush screen for Town and Stepped right up and hit the shot, and that's the shot that's important for us as a team right now, Yeah, for for these girls to take these shots because they haven't had to take them before. They had other players, older, experienced players, taking those shots. They were making all the decisions. Uh, you know, and then uh, talking about Reese, Reese was playing, starting to play really well and then had a bad, bad ankle injury yeah. at uh, the Woodward Tournament. And I told her bad the other day, Coach Roof, that I think – Reese is just now starting to kind of get back moving and playing like she was pre injury. Sure. Which is, the, which is a great time. I mean, Reese is a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's tough, she's strong. And hopefully we can just keep her going right there in the right direction. And uh, she's second on the team as far as three point percentage.
0: Yeah, she is a good shooter, and uh, I tell you, they all just play such good defense. Uh, rebounding wise, I know you you know when you've got Brinley in there, she's she's athletic. She can get up there. Uh, what is your practice to teach you know girls that don't carry as much height to to try to really be able to to shut somebody down on the boards or what What is it you can look at going forward?
1: It's just good old fashioned blocking out. Yeah, I mean you you've got to get in front of them and kind of the old get your butt in their gut type. Yeah, and you know, look, sometimes you know we've got some shorter girls, and if they're blocking out somebody, it's about six two. It's it's really hard to get mad at a kid when they're doing oh, what yeah. they at what you ask them to do and coach yeah. them to do, and the girl gets it. I mean, because there's been times they've kind of looked at me and I was, I throw my hands up and go, hey, you're it's fine. Yeah. you just got it. there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, but it just goes back to. Trying to put them in a position to be successful, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it's not 100% foolproof. Yeah.
0: Uh, so down the home stretch of your schedule is uh, some really tough matchups. A second matchup mm-hmm. with Kingfisher on the road, then number five Tuttle and number one Bethany, and then Blanchard on the road. I don't think they're any slouch either. Uh, you know what's what's your practice? What's your message to the girls as you enter this home stretch and and try to you know get in. To you know, a pretty decent playoff run.
1: Well, to me, we prepared the same way. Whether it's Clinton, Newcastle, Bethany, Tuttle, who who are you know. First thing is we got to take care of us and do what we do. And you know, after you after you play Kingfisher, you can go back and say, well, we're going to maybe try this next time and start looking at a few tweaks. Now, I mean, you can't come in and revamp everything you do because, I mean, each high school team has their own identity, yeah. and you pretty much are what you are. Uh, so we try to, you know, take advantage of uh, maybe some matchups and look at some, some different spots. And if people starting to play well, maybe expanding a little bit bigger of a role, talking about like Brindley Glassy playing better. Yeah. You know, as, as we've gone along, her role has, has increased. And hopefully, you know, that continues. And if we can get some other players to maybe emerge, you know, down the stretch a little bit, roles increase. And that allows you to maybe do a few more things offensively that maybe you didn't do, you know, two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So will we ever see a Greg Pratt team fall back into a 2-3 zone?
1: Unless I have players that can't play this way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we just have – I mean, I, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall against kids that can't play that way. And, yeah. You know, and, and not try to – Put them in a position to be successful, but yeah. as long as we can play this way, then that's that's what they're going to do. That's so that's what a, we'll do.
0: To me, that's a great attitude to show your girls is that hey, you know, I've got faith in you. We're going to play this style, and and you know, if you guys come at us, you're going to have to you're going to have to you know defend and and run your your offensive sets on every corner of the floor.
1: Absolutely, and you know, the first half of the season, Child was gone. We had some more injuries, and you know, we. We've still got one one grout. She's out for the year, Andrea. But you know, we're we finally got Shiloh back. Reese is back healthy. And defensively, I felt like that we've really been taking a step forward. And looking at Kingfisher, our last loss, we defended well.
0: Yeah, a lot uh, of turnovers. Too. They
1: hit some shots. We turned them over 20 times. hmm But we couldn't take advantage. We we shot poorly in the first first half. I mean, yeah. and especially the first quarter is they outscored us 10. And pretty much the rest of the game was. I mean, basically even pretty even. Yeah. Yeah. And then also when you're playing good teams, you can't do those bad quarters like that. For
0: sure. Also in that Kingfisher game, one thing I noticed about Marley was she took the, she kind of took the third quarter into her own hands. She realized they're going to, you know, they're going to pop out on me pretty quick. And she had a fast release on some Mm -hmm. of those threes and, and she was, she was good on.
1: We, we kind of got in a rhythm, the third quarter. Matter of fact, I was watching that film yesterday and Uh, you could tell we were starting to get a little bit more comfortable, and then just a a break or two that didn't fall our way and where the game should have been about a seven-point game and that didn't get a break or two, and next thing you know, you're down 13. And there's a big difference in being down seven on the road and being down 13 on the road.
0: Definitely, definitely so. And Kingfisher's a a pretty hostile element to play. Uh, I kind of chided him on the air for – for giving Reese a hard time cuz I said well that's going to be your <laughs> one of your <laughs> girl's. She's going to be
1: wearing that uniform, yeah, next exactly. year."
0: Exactly. Don't be don't be hounding her about a missed shot. She she could be trying for y'all next season. But uh so you you're good you're going on a good what 8 10 months now living out in western Oklahoma. What's been what's been you personally your biggest thing you've kind of adjusted to?
1: Uh I'm not when I lived east, it was, we were pretty close to, or I lived pretty close to Fort Smith, Arkansas. And I mean, you're talking about a place with just a little under 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, 15 minutes and I'm over the bridge. And yeah. that's been the difference, you know, not having uh, someplace that big that close yeah uh but one of the real big positives is it's not near it wasn't near as humid out here <laughs> yeah. when i moved out here in july it is in eastern oklahoma i promise you that
0: yeah yeah a lot of trees and lakes and things can uh, make the humidity bad i i grew up in eastern oklahoma <laughs> myself but uh so uh on a typical greg pratt weekend uh run out grab a bite to eat somewhere what's been your favorite place to find to uh get, get a little get a little grub going
1: it varies uh Usually, if I go eat, uh make some food, I usually run down to El Patio. It's I live not very far from it. Yeah, and you know I I don't eat out just a ton. Sure, I really don't. And it I, shows I, a, as
0: opposed to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just I you know and on the weekends I'll yeah, I'm usually sitting at home watching football games. Sure, it's kind sure. Of, kind of my my thing. Even though I don't coach football, I love watching it. Yeah, and you know it's winding down here with the NFL, and uh, and then after that it'll. You know it's our playoff time, yeah. So it works out, and then March Madness, and so about time all that ends. School season to be out
0: for sure. Well, listen, I tell you, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time to visit with us here on the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast, and uh, I tell you, I I'm just really it's a thrill to get to call the girls' games like I do, and the way this team has come around, you know, I'm I'm too I'm two seasons in when you when you guys get started and you just get so used to the names that we had the the Hoffman sisters and Kennedy Stewart Mm -hmm. and a a couple others and I knew as freshmen that Brayley and Marley were were really had a tenaciousness to them because I mean they used to get in and reserve time and just make it worse than the starters did a lot of times you know just uh defense and transition buckets but it's so great to see them uh you know kind of get things going as starters and then also some of the younger girls that have come along it it really is fun to watch and and i know for a fact you guys have uh just a a big time victory still left within y'all uh to to really get out and get after somebody uh you know that maybe you're not favored against I, i i feel that coming pretty quick
1: I, that's the thing that's the only thing that's missing to me right now is you know just just getting one of those where we we come in as an underdog everybody knows we're the underdog and just kind of just turning that corner but i think we're getting closer and the girls have have improved from where we started to now yeah and a lot of that has to do with with being you know not very experienced in in those situations and Unfortunately, unfortunately, the only way to get experience is to just be put in those situations. That's it. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. There's no, there's no other way to do it. And you know, the, a lot of these girls have been thrown to the wolves this year, but they've handled it well. Like I said, we're 13 and four. Yeah. There's a lot of schools, a lot of girls <laughs> programs that wish that they could be 13 and
0: four right now. Well, and that's the thing about it, and four A, and and I won't get into the whole recruiting debate or anything like that in the metro area, but we know it goes on or or anything like that. But you know, that's the thing. There's tiers in class four A, and and you guys, I think you're just right there in that in that scrape to try to get into that top tier, and I think it's coming pretty quick myself.
1: It, and it's funny because I have a, a friend of mine coaches at Fort Gibson, and uh, we we talk quite a bit, and we've talked about. Uh, you know, his team and my team and kind of what's missing. And, you know, we're, like you said, we're we're right there and in the, in really close to stepping into that next tier. You know, I, in 4A, Bethany and Lincoln Christian, I think, are the two best teams. And sure. I think most everybody would agree with that. Yeah. And then you've got a, another pool of teams uh, that, that are really good basketball teams, too. And then you have just another little step down you know, and, and we're right there. We're not, we're not there yet, Yeah. but like you said, I, I feel like it's close and we're, we're inching better and like, we're going to see next week with mm-hmm. Kingfisher and Tuttle.
0: Definitely. And then a Bethany matchup on February 6th. And, uh, <sighs> uh, you know, I, I, I won't criticize them, but I, I. Saw them play before they had the two transfers in, and I think they could be winning state with what they had, much less to transfer into oh, really talented got some, girls, so.
1: immensely talented players. Yeah,
0: I mean they are extremely good. So, but I tell you, I am just am so happy and pleased to be able to call your girls' games, and they're fun to watch, and they're fun to call, and and they just work so hard. And man, I tell you, I've kept you for twenty minutes. My apologies, coach, but uh, oh, we sure fine. we sure appreciate your time here, and uh, always a pleasure to visit with you.
1: Hey, we appreciate you, and we'll. We'll get after Newcastle tomorrow before we look ahead to, to King Fisher and Tuttle. We got to take care of business at home tomorrow night.
0: That's for sure. All right. He's Greg Pratt. He's the head coach of the Weatherford Lady Eagles basketball team, and they are 13 and four on the season and looking to get down the home stretch here and get their playoff seating and then get a playoff run. They're fun to watch. If you can't get out and see them, uh, you can always watch them on Weatherford Eagles TV at right. Media or listen to them on Coyote Classic. Coach, be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, actually, at. Uh, at home when you take on newcastle sounds good see you tomorrow night thank you from a quick break we'll visit with sean finch the head wrestling coach for clinton high school as their boys are 10 and 4 on the season and getting ready for the hub city tournament in clinton this weekend so a lot more here on the western oklahoma sports podcast stay tuned Ramsey, the law dog back here with you on the western oklahoma sports podcast here powered by Wright media and a chance to talk a little bit of uh the hard bat i guess you could say or the the wrestling uh circle with clinton wrestling head coach sean finch coach thanks so much for taking some time and visiting with us here on the western oklahoma sports podcast
2: uh, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. We're glad to be on.
0: Well, sure thing. And I tell you, I, uh, have been following you guys' results. We try to report on them a, as much as we can, but you guys really, uh, you really been kind of getting after it lately and your team has, uh, taken, I know they took the Western Conference tournament in Kingfisher. You guys made a trip to Florida. That's, that's quite the season so far.
2: Yeah, we've had a good season. We've we got everybody down to the weight they needed to be out after Christmas and, uh, um, we are young, but we, but the guys compete really hard and they've uh, learned a lot really fast and, uh, it's paid off for them. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've had a good couple of weeks or, or actually, you know, at this point in time, a couple of months.
0: Yeah. It sneaks up on you quick. You guys have been after it since early December. And like you said, you can generally count on Clinton making an extended football playoff run. So you probably have a little bit of waiting time there.
2: Yeah. We always expect, we, we don't really schedule anything the first two weeks of December, because we always expect to uh, get, the, get the kids from football. It may be that first week of December, and we like to at least see our kids uh, in the wrestling room once or twice before we do anything with them. So, uh, yeah, we we've, we've, uh, got them a little earlier this year than normal, but uh, that was kind of good for us because we have so many freshmen wrestling, and um, they've picked things up so fast, and, and they've come to work every day, and they, they just learn and learn and learn, and it's a, uh, they've done a really
0: good job for sure. And, uh, by the results we're seeing for, for, for dang sure. But, uh, talk to me about the, uh, you guys went on quite the run, the winds uh, streak in Florida. So talk to me about, uh, how things went and, and what that was all about traveling to Florida early in January.
2: Yeah, that's something we came up with a long time ago, actually. And we've been saving money and our boost club has they just doing an outstanding job. has been raising money for years now. And it's something we like to do every three or four years or that we plan to do every three or four years to- to build interest in the program and then also a team building thing where, you know, um, the kids get to know each other, a little bubble holding up and wrestling each other in the wrestling room every day. Um, and so, yeah, it was a, it was a great trip, uh, for, from that perspective, but then also the wrestling, um, uh, you know, as I said before, we're, we were so young that, um, it was good to go to a tournament where we get lots of matches in a relatively short amount of time. And it's in a, it was a team tournament. So it's a dual tournament. So, um, they didn't get eliminated if they lost two matches. They got, you know, they got to keep wrestling and keep wrestling and, and learning. And, um, and we could match them up against some guys that were, uh, maybe a little more of their skill level. And, um, and then also, uh, I keep talking about our young guys, but Christian Bermea beat the, uh, his kid from Washington, the Washington State. So he was the Washington State, state champion. And, uh, we had another kid beat, um, a state runner-up, and you know, so it's it's a good confidence builder for those guys when they wrestle with those tough kids and and do well. So, all around it was, it was a great weekend. Weekend, uh, I say weekend. I think we left on a Wednesday morning and came back. I think we got back late. Sunday night, so a little bit longer than a weekend, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was good for
0: us. Yeah, that's uh, and that's quite a bit of travel as well. But uh, you guys did really well, and then you come back and uh, did pretty good in the Western Conference tournament as well. As uh, I guess that was in cash, and uh, just had everybody else's number just fell a little bit short against cash.
2: Yeah, at the, in our district goals, yeah, we, um, yeah, it's always going to be like that with us and cash. They're they're a good team um you know they're ranked sixth in the state and i think that's uh, right where we should be ranked as a team um duel wise and uh so we knew it was going to be close um we opened up the match and we lost our opening match we lost one to nothing and if uh if that match had gone the other way we, we win the duel um so um that's how close of a duel it was and uh you know we we could have won some other matches by a little bit more uh, higher point margin that could have won us the duel. So, I mean, it was a real tight duel, but um, again, our young guys, I'm glad it was a close duel. I mean, I would have liked to have won it, but, our young guys got that experience and uh, they're going to be way better for it next year.
0: For sure. We're visiting with Clinton head wrestling coach, Sean Finch and coach. uh, I see you are, I think I was complaining that you guys weren't getting much love from the rankings earlier uh, when we visited, but I do show number 13 is, is what I find on, on your team page. Uh, But you've got a, you've got a big tournament coming up uh, this weekend. The hub city tournament's always a, a big time wrestling tournament for, for a lot of teams.
2: Yeah, we're happy to host this tournament every year, and it's turned into a really, really good tournament. We've got some great teams, Marlow. We've got Mustang coming in. Um, of course, Cash is coming. Uh, Weatherford is coming uh, uh, with us here, too. I mean, this, it makes a pretty, pretty tough tournament, and it's a unique uh, format. We do all of our um, lower-weight guys one day, so they just do a whole tournament in one day. And then we do our upperweight guys the second day. So we do their whole tournament the second day. And um, it's really good for fans because they don't have to sit there. We're done by, you know, 5 o'clock on Friday. And then we're done by, um, I don't know, 3 o'clock on Saturday. So kids get a little bit more of their time back to, to go and have fun or yeah. hang out with their family or whatever. And, and parents don't have to sit here for two straight days. <laughs> um waiting on their kid to wrestle. So For sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good tournament. And uh, um, we expect it to be tough.
0: Well, and uh, how many years now have you been at Clinton?
2: Well, I spent. I was here for five years from uh, right around 2013, uh, 2012 to 2017, and then I left for three years, and and now this is my fourth year back.
0: Okay, so the the Hub City tournament's just really kind of a staple in your career, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's been. I know back when I was in high school, we came to the Hub City tournament. So uh, I can remember it from back when, you know, ni- back in the 90s. <laughs>
0: yeah, I wish I could only say back in the 90s, but that's fine. Uh, well, and I tell you, it's uh, it's interesting because wrestling in Oklahoma is, is a big sport. It might not get quite the attention that football, basketball, and baseball get. But I tell you, you can't say that to the people that have a child wrestling or family member wrestling because they live and breathe it. And it's obvious your booster club really gives you guys a lot of support.
2: Yeah, exactly, and it doesn't have to be big to everybody or to a lot of people. It's big to those that are involved in it, and, um, and you can't find a place where it's bigger than than Clinton because we we've got great parents, great booster club, great coaches, um, just great kids and great families. So um, yeah, it may not be important to everybody, but uh, it's important to us. So we're going to do the best we can.
0: Well, yeah, and you guys are definitely, uh, you know, really flying the flag, the banner for Western Oklahoma wrestling, I think. And uh, you're kind of uh, got a leg up on your two main rivals, Elk City and Weatherford. So that's got to be a good thing uh, for you guys. But talk about uh, just a few of the wrestlers you have in your lineup that that are doing some great things this season.
2: Well, at this point in the season, we've got, um, I guess I would say, we got six really, really uh, outstanding wrestlers that have just, um, you know, kind of blown their competition away. Marquise Martin at 106. He's, I think he is 22-1, and, one, and um, he's actually avenged the loss that he had. So, I um, really think he shouldn't have had that loss, and uh, he made up for it later in the season. So, um, the 113 is Christian Sorry, Marquis is also he's a 2 time state qualifier. Uh, Mark, um, uh, Kristen Bermea, he's also a two time state qualifier. He's, he's lost two matches, and, um, yeah, I think he's like 20 and two or something like that. Uh, so he's, um, just had an outstanding season so far. Then we got up at, uh, 157, uh, Landon Wilson. Um, he's, he's had a great season. He's just a sophomore. Um, and he's, I think he's 20 and four, I want to say. Um, he's had a great season. Um, and then we get into our upper weights. That's really where we're the strongest. Our one ninety pound is pounder Marcus Wilson. He's a two time state qualifier. He's I think he's lost about six matches. So that puts him about eighteen and six. Um and then Malachi Lorne, he's a junior uh state qualifier last year. Uh he's only lost uh two matches on the season as well. So he's I think he told me earlier he's twenty twenty three and two. Uh not what I had him down as, but twenty one and two. So um and then our heavyweight, late Fuller, the senior. He's had a great season. He's really worked hard throughout his career. Um, he's just always been a little too small. He's finally big enough to compete with the biggest of heavyweights. So he's he's I think he's eighteen and six uh, on the season. So and those are our guys that have had a uh, really good season so far. And you know our, our freshmen have had good seasons for freshmen. They just um, they don't have the record that the other guys do. But they've had they've competed hard. We had. Um, Vicente Gutierrez at one one thirty eight. He just beat a, a state qualifier, Creek Williams from Weatherford, um, last week at the duel at the district duel. So yeah. I mean, he's he's an outstanding athlete too. He's just, uh, um, just a just freshman, so okay. still learning.
0: Well, I tell you, Coach, that's an impressive roster. And I know uh, just some of the names just from covering football for for Clinton as well. Malachi Lorne, that that kid, he's uh, he's quite the uh, varied athlete, isn't he?
2: yeah he is he's uh he's a great kid too i mean he works hard in the classroom um he's really teachable and really coachable and um yeah heck of an athlete um we were we had quite a dilemma at the beginning of the season that's you know that's kind of why we struggled a little bit you know we lost the duel to hinton because uh, marcus wilson and him both were coming into coming out of football they both weighed about 220 and um like we, we we were trying to figure out who was going to be one two fifteen and who was going to target one because so 'cause they're both state qualifiers um and so so yeah yeah they're they're and outstanding athletes and good kids. I mean, I can't say anything bad about those guys, any of our guys.
0: Well, that's great. And I know uh, just my time being around Clinton Athletics, it always is a good batch of kids, and they're fun to watch and, and fun to uh, see perform on the uh, – whether it's the gridiron, the wrestling mat, or the basketball court, it's always a nice thing to uh, catch some Clinton Athletics. So, anyways, well, listen, Coach, looks like after the Hub City, you guys have one more duel uh, with Cordell, and then I, I'm assuming after that it's, it's playoff time.
2: Yep, we're going to practice that for a week after that, and then it'll be time for regionals.
0: Well, sounds great, and we'll be looking forward to following you guys, and we'll, uh, I'll be sure to keep an eye on the uh, wrestling stats and, uh, and wrestling results website that is out there and uh, keep track of the Hub City, and we'll try to keep, keep everybody up to date with what's going on there in Clinton as far as wrestling awesome sir well thanks for having me on no problem he's uh sean finch the head wrestling coach for clinton athletics and we appreciate him taking time to stop by here on the western oklahoma podcast take a quick break come back for more this is chuck ramsey the law dog on right media And that's going to wrap up our weekly episode of the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. And we appreciate Head Coach Greg Pratt from Weatherford Lady Eagles Basketball and Head Coach Sean Finch from Clinton Wrestling for joining us here this week. And be sure and get out and support some high school athletics this week. And if you just can't get out this weekend, be sure and tune in to Wright Dot Media for any of our teams. We cover Weatherford, Clinton, Hydro, Eagly, Thomas, Sayer, and Watonga sports all on right.media, plus our Swassu game coming up on Saturday. So a lot of great sports coming up. Be sure and tune in. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast. We appreciate you listening. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. Be safe out there. Don't text and drive, and sure, don't drink and drive. And we'll talk to you real soon.